0: The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: Well, now you've gone and done it. (laughs) (laughs) You have chosen to tune in and listen to The Open Door the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we always invite you to awaken to the light within. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. I'm Tom Schumacher.
2: And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid
1: Bennett. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Actually, afternoon. It's two minutes afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, today we've chosen to focus on you, you listening we always do actually <laughs> but today in particular we are defining way we are focusing on the choice you've made to be a student of the ascended masters didn't know you'd made that choice
3: <laughs>
1: okay maybe your role as student is unofficial at this point but your choice to listen or to read one of our books is a clear indication that you are at least interested your desire to learn makes your desire to learn more makes you a student And some of you, of course, have already passed the student phase and have chosen to become Chilas of the masters, but more on that later. Right now, we are zeroing in on that all-important first step on the ladder of discipleship, student. Think of it this way. You've been inspired to listen or read, and in so doing, you have declared yourself a student, even if you have not yet declared a major. So, Terry, Sid, Mm -hmm. everyone starts here, don't they?
4: Absolutely. And, you know, people start for different reasons. Um... Some people have an innate desire within them to know more, to know the truth. I know that was the case with me. I, as much as I loved the church I went to as a boy, I said, there's got to be more. There's got to be something to fill in the blanks, you know, to explain what seems to be unexplainable, so to speak. And then there's people that sometimes come to God or come to the path through their own personal suffering or their karma. And, you know, God allows karma to come to people because you have, we have to all have to reach at a point, whether it's this life or another life or whatever, where we say, enough is enough of this world. Mm -hmm. you know. I've gone through enough pain and suffering, and maybe they don't know it's their own karma, but they know that they have to do something to resolve the issues of their life. And then they start on a search. So there's different ways to come to the path.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you think that self-mastery is one of the primary motivations for becoming a student? Well,
4: everyone, you know, what's in it for me? I mean, I think that's, and that's okay. That's an okay place to start because obviously the first person you need to save is yourself. Enlightened self-interest. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with saying, well, I'm here. What can you do to help me? There's nothing wrong with that at all because we're all at some level not only seeking greater knowledge but greater tools and wisdom that our lives can be better because I think, I doubt if there's, you know, many lightbearers on this planet at some point don't say, boy, I wish I had greater skills, as you suggest, greater mastery, Mm -hmm. greater ability to deal with problems and challenges, you know, raise my children, do better in my job. And so... Those are natural motivations. Some people seek a secular knowledge mm-hmm. and understanding, because, and that's nothing wrong with that. Right. But there comes a point when we all know there's more to God than I know about, and I want to understand what it is, and I want to feel it in my life, not just intellectually, but see it day to day in my life. And when we reach that point, we're really ready for the next step.
1: We've L- referenced this urge in the past as a soul hunger. Mm. Does that resonate with Absolutely. you? Absolutely. You know, I think that a lot of people that I've spoken with over the course of time when we've discussed these teachings, we've come to that realization that there's an urge inside. There's something that is like a magnet that is drawing us back to the source. And our soul recognizes that magnetic attraction and wants to find something that is going to be in resonance with what it is we, we think we want. We may not know what it is. Yeah. We might open a book with a total open, open mind. And only then discover that, oh, my gosh, this is why I opened this book. This is why I was compelled to read it, why I was magnetically attracted to it. And it isn't just books. I mean, it could be a, a, a visual. It could be a, a radio show like this one. Any number of ways. A friend. That a friend, a, an associate, a family member. You bet. I mean, it's, it's all part of this grand equation of attraction.
2: Well, well let me ask this. Um, is it acceptable for a, our show basically revolves around spiritual the spiritual teachings. Yes, it does. Is it acceptable <laughs> for, uh, say, a soul to uh, advance along and just follow uh, their heart's desire regarding a profession and and never touch on anything spiritually? I mean, we know that we have one quarter of our of our being is is spiritual, but uh, is it acceptable for them to do that and you, then you, maybe have an opportunity to become really spiritual in the next you know, life? For I,
4: what? I don't think there's a a pat answer to that. Yeah. What I think happens is when we come into embodiment, you know, as we've discussed before, you go before a spiritual body, which is called the karmic board. They review your karma that you're carrying into your new mm-hmm. embodiment and what you need to accomplish. And sometimes the need to accomplish things will take you places because you have to do them in the physical. Maybe you have to marry someone and balance a karma with that person or bring forth certain souls that you had karma with in the past. So those can become a focus or work in some area, make it a scientific discovery. I mean, thank God for those that bring forth the scientific discoveries, right. the karma and so forth. But So I don't think you can make a general statement about anybody. Everybody is individual. But you know what I think back to? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm. And I'd, even if you have a vocation or a mission in science or business or whatever it is or teaching, that doesn't, I don't think, exclude being a student spiritually because I, I believe Jesus. If you seek Him first and seek the path and the truth first, whatever else you do in your life is gonna benefit.
2: Yeah, you know? all your all your professions and things like that will fall right into place. Absolutely. And, yeah.
4: and
1: I think that you know for the sake of clarification, the kingdom of heaven that we are asked to seek is consciousness.
4: Yeah. It's Isn't within. It? The consciousness mm-hmm. of God is within us. So you, you know, know, and how many people have said you know, I've got, you know, I've got my family, I've got my job, career to build on. I got a lot of debt from student debt. I got to really work on this. And when I get older and things settle down, that's when I'll start on my spiritual path. Right. Well,
1: it it either
4: <laughs> never happens yeah. or, you know, they suddenly realize only I had started when I was young.
1: But hmm. you bring up something very important. A lot of people do put this off. It's easy to hear the urging of the kind of the dark side saying, "Ah, you don't need to do that right now. You've got to Raise that child first, you know. Yeah. Get better at your job, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it's certainly, you know, suddenly at the end of your life, going, "Oh my gosh, where did it go?" You know what the enemy
4: of, of progress is? Procrastination. Well, that and comf- <laughs> comfortability. Comfortability. Yeah. You know, I've got a good job. Look at this house I've got. Man, yeah. I worked hard for it. I've got a nice car, and we can take <laughs> vacation. You know, this is a sweet life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's fine. God wants us to enjoy all the blessings we can. But what happens is if we ignore opportunity and the path. You know, by God's grace he'll bring it to our attention why we need to pursue this. Because we don't want to waste our embodiments. So if you feel that desire,
2: follow it. Yeah, you may lose the home and the in the car in a in a huge fire or something like that. You know, <laughs> and you end up with absolutely nothing. And, and, I mean people and people can rebound from that. And that many times is is the karmic hammer coming down, saying, you know, you're you're really going the wrong way. Yeah. So,
1: well or even if you lose it, but recognize that you have not lost anything of value. Yes, that's ultimately right. Ultimately, it's what's inside that Christ consciousness that is what we are really here to perfect and not necessarily in one lifetime.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, understanding the will of God. And so, certainly on a spiritual path, you always want to say, God, is it your will that I pursue this or that? and so forth, so that you don't get on the byways. And we'll talk about that in another segment. We wrote what it. happens to people on the spiritual path and how they can get distracted and so forth. Mm-hmm. So can I add just one more thing here? Sure, yeah. You know, we talked about people that have then, an innate desire to, to spiritual growth and they're, they're motivated to go out and do something. We talk about those that have, you know, tragedy or pain in their lives and that motivating to find something different. There's one other category here, which is kind of interesting. And I know people like this. They aren't on a spiritual path. They're pretty happy in life. But when someone brings them the teaching of the Ascent Masters, immediately they recognize them as true. And I've got two sisters that are exactly that place. They weren't seekers. I was a seeker in the family. But as soon as they found out about the teaching of the Ascent Masters, they immediately recognized them as true yeah. and wow. started to pursue the path in earnest. And they've been on the path as almost as long as I have. Ah,
1: interesting. You know, it's interesting, too, that as we talk about being a student, there are phases of being a student where you have the initial inspiration. You've got that. It, the, it's the at the beginning of the, this arc, it's like, wow, everything is just opening up and you're really, really having this wonderful time. Everything's cosmic. Everything's <laughs> cosmic and beautiful. <laughs> but I think that the student should be aware. And again, I say this, this, is a cautionary. There is a warning label on that pack that you're looking at on that book. You don't read it. It doesn't say it right there, but it, that's the old thing about sweet on the tongue and bitter in the belly, You know, yeah. where you recognize at a certain point you can't unknow what you know. When you have made that connection, that cosmic connection, you recognize the teacher or the guru or the truth. You can't just suddenly block that off and go, gosh, I wish I hadn't read that because now I've got to do it. Now I'm accountable. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so
4: accountable. you have to, I, I think that goes to what your desire is. Yeah. And I think later on, hope we'll have time to talk about, um, you know, is it true desire for spiritual growth? Or it is a desire just to find something interesting or phenomena or something like that? So, you know, ask yourself, what is your true desire because that will, be, will guide you through the spiritual path because if you want the truth and you really desire it, God will bring it to you. And yes, you have responsibility, but so what? That's what I wanted. Yeah,
1: and yeah. You know, we don't mean to presume that we have the answers here. You know, we, we espouse something that we believe and this is a truth that we practice. But you may not follow the same path. You know, it doesn't really matter at this point as long as you're doing what you feel inspired to do from that, that, inner, that inner voice.
4: But, you know, Tom, I think that's true, obviously. We can't say what is God's will for every individual. But uh, the Ascended Masters teach that they will come to people three times in an embodiment and give them an opportunity to, to pursue it. And after three times, they leave them alone. So if it is God's will that you are pursuing this path as the greatest opportunity for the greatest growth, you know, we have to be a little bit attentive.
1: Indeed. Well, on the spiritual arc, on this continuum, probably the largest single group are students. These are the ones who have read a book or reading books. They're studying to be enlightened or whatever the case may be. And in just a few moments, we're going to be listening to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this very topic where she talks about how students – becoming a student is the very essential first step in that many, many people are students without having necessarily to be affiliated with any particular sure, or teaching any kind or, of commitment. Or, Yeah. I remember. And, and
2: some, of those, some of those teachings and things that they are, they're reading will be true and some will be false, but they're filtering. They're beginning to filter, and their soul will show them what's right and wrong about the various
1: things that they're reading. Well, we always make those calls for discernment and discrimination. Yes. You know, in fact, I think the three Ds as discernment, discrimination, and determination. <laughs> and determination to stay on the path once you've basically opened the door to being a student is not always easy. Yeah.
4: yeah. You know, we'll talk about
1: that. We will definitely talk about that. Anyway, so to wrap up this first segment, we're talking about the fact that you, who are listening right now, have chosen by your listening to be a student. We know that some of you have been listening for a long time, and some of you longer than this show has been on the air. Mm-hmm. So you are, Sheila, you've graduated to that next level of discipleship. We may do this as a series. I'm not even sure yet. We have kind of not talked about this as a team, but you know, there is the uh, continuum of discipleship which ultimately leads to your reunion with the heart of God. There is is, a path. There is a path. There is a
4: path to be walked.
2: Indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like going through, you know, you've got grade school, you've got middle school, you've got high school, you've got college. And some people don't go on to college because they plug into something that will
1: give them a… A trade.
2: Yeah, life's lessons.
1: Yeah. And then we may talk about the perennial student we'll maybe cover that in another segment because that's certainly an an issue I've
2: I've known a few of those (laughs) still lives with mom and he's 35 years old
1: he's on his ninth degree (laughs) anyway well at this point let's take a quick break we'll come back and when we do we'll listen to that lecture I mentioned about being a student and in the particular case being a student of the Ascended Masters with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. so please stay with us
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Seek Greater Awareness Those
5: seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide, liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
3: Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. You are tuned to The Open Door, where today we are talking about being a student of the Ascended Masters, the first step on the ladder of discipleship. And we're going to listen to a brief excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on this very topic right now.
6: There are five levels of affiliation that you may seek with an Ascended Master, with a Guru, with your Holy Christ Self. These correspond to the acceleration of the five secret rays. The first level is student. Under this phase, the individual studies, becomes a student of the writings and the teachings of the Master. He is free to come and go and has declared no particular responsibility to the person of the Master. He has taken no vows, made no commitment, but may be studying to show himself approved, as Paul admonished Timothy, in order to be accepted as a servant, otherwise known as Chila of the Master. The largest body of people affiliated with this movement are students. They are students studying our books that are sold all over the world, and printed in a dozen or more languages. People study these teachings readily. They have not had within themselves the desire or the feeling of the spark or the feeling of the love for the master whose writings they are reading to enter into a relationship of chila at the level where the messenger or the office and mantle of guru that I wear might be the intercessor or the mediator between themselves and that master. Now, this is a very necessary stage. And in this stage, and there are such people that do come to conferences and that I know personally, and perhaps they are attending services at a teaching center, yet they do not want to have anything except their personal relationship to the Master. And so they may have icons and pictures and they may talk to the Masters, but if they ever receive a directive from the Master through myself that requests something of them, they are immediately repelled and withdraw and go further back. Or else, at that level of student, they have a fanciful idea of what Achila is based on the false gurus we have seen parading in the West which is one of idolatry one of absolute obedience when I meet the guru the guru is going to tell me what to do with my life and everything there is to do with my life and as you look at these false gurus this is exactly what they do in India and in America and throughout the nations they proclaim themselves guru Though they are not affiliated with the Great White Brotherhood, they gather round them, Chilas, many people who have not a sense of an inner identity, whether the identity of Christ or the interior castle, the abode where the soul may go, and know her Lord. And so they are almost non-entities, and they do therefore look for some authority figure who will tell them what to do every step of the way. Therefore, they are easy prey for the false gurus, and they want the false gurus, and they are known as false chilas. So you might say they are the anti-chila of the next phase of true association, but they are also the anti-student because they study the teachings not for the purpose of moving on in steps and stages, but really for the purpose of gaining that affiliation with a guru, which is an idolatrous one. It is always based on hatred and not love, even though it appears to be love in this obeisance and idolatry and worship that is given. Those individuals hate themselves. They deny the Christ within themselves. And because they will not have the Christ, they will not have the true path, they follow a false guru whom they hate because they know the false guru is the false god. And so they have a long tradition of being a part of the anti-god as the anti-father and anti-mother. Many of them do not have a threefold flame, or they have long ago abdicated that flame, and they truly do wish to affiliate with the false hierarchy of the left-handed path. And some of them are attracted to gurus, that are intellectual, that are in the economy, that are in politics, and some of them are attracted to religious gurus. So the student level, which is very important, is the place where the individual reads. Whether he is reading the true teachings or the false teachings, he must be sorting and sifting. And it is entirely dependent on who that individual is and what that individual is made of as to the choices they make. Now, we always assume that that people who are caught up with false teachers are really sincere, but they are duped. That accounts for not more than 3% of their followers. In actuality, false chilas follow false gurus, and when they are presented with the truth and the true path, they do not want it. They would rather have their personality, idolatrous, and in some cases it's a materialistic and sensualistic cult because it does emphasize things, people, flesh, personalities, relationships. It does not take the individual to the highest levels of his inner being. Therefore, the level of the student is where the individual is looking for the teacher the teacher that is part of his own ancient tradition, where he has come from. And with all of the teachings available from the false gurus and our teaching in the midst of it, we find that people gravitate to the teacher that they are ready for or the teacher that is a part of their long tradition of many lifetimes. So when I say the teacher they are ready for, There are many teachers in the world today who have a goodly percentage of truth in their message. There's a goodly percentage of truth in all faiths and in many of the New Age paths. The problem comes where the error comes in, and the error is a psychic hook, where the student who is searching gets locked into a feeling of obligation, subservience to, even dominance and control, you can't make it without me, and so forth. And so even though there is error there by intimidation or by whatever uh, distortion of the true path is taught, the individual feels obligated to stay with a teacher from whom they have perhaps learned some very basic principles of truth but who cannot take them all the way up the spiral of the spinal altar from the base to the crown all the way up the mountain. And so initiations stop. Without exception— Teachers who do not have and have not had the initiations of the Great White Brotherhood do have their teaching center around themselves. And they do attempt very quickly to cause students studying their work to become tied to them. They do it through personality, through a lot of human interaction and uh, praising and flattering people and letting them know that they are the key to their advancing steps. So they do take advantage of new people that should be on the true path. So then, out of those who get tied up in these byways that are not so evil, but at the same time uh, not so good either, uh, there are many more light bearers than those who ultimately affiliate with the real, absolute evil, false gurus. It is for the light bearers that are caught in the byways, the dead end roads of these various levels of teaching, and who are stuck there by something in their own makeup, their enjoyment of the social life to such an extent that it has become more important than spiritual progress and so on, the other reasons I've named. So when we make the calls in our sanctuary for the cutting free of the light bearers, a light bearer who is worth his salt is already seeking and already looking for and may be stuck anywhere. There are other light bearers who, because they are on a different ray, have not sought progress and evolution through a religious path but through any other path that follows the line of their profession, their calling, their karma, and their ray. It is at the student phase, then, that people need the greatest protection, the children of God and the light bearers. And that is where we desire to cut them free, and that is where we realize, as in any of these five steps that I'm going to describe to you, a person may decide that he is very comfortable and does not want to go beyond that place. Or perhaps it's not a place of comfortability, but it is a place of accommodation. And I want to go into that precisely because when it becomes too difficult to challenge the not-self, The individual will simply go no further. Now, if Jesus had not given to us this dweller call, the judgment calls, the ruby ray, and the progressive teachings, many, many of you here would have stopped somewhere along the way, not understanding what is the dweller. The dweller is more powerful than the the soul that is giving birth to itself. That dweller has developed for many thousands of years, and the soul is not able to deal with it without divine intercession without the ascended masters, without the mantle, and all of the teaching that is the foundation of it. So we can understand that many of us, had we not been called by El had he not appeared to me in Boston, had he not raised me up, disciplined me to be a messenger, how far would I have gotten in the understanding of all of this, much less the mastery of it and the getting beyond of it? I can confess before you that without the living guru, El Mouria, and his living mouthpiece, Mark Prophet, I could not be where I am today. And that is why the love of the guru is so great, because one has one's real God identity here in form because of the teacher.
1: Oh, how correct is that? <laughs> Well, you know, as a measure of discernment, I think the sincere and truly motivated students want to be taken to the highest level of their inner being, and this is initiation. Mm -hmm. So, I think we'll talk more about that in our next segment, so please stay with us.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit
7: Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self.
5: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.SummitLighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to the open door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at TSL.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us, everyone. Today
1: on the open door, we are talking about being a student of the Ascended Masters and basically being a student of the truth. Now, we we recognize that being a student is a good thing. But occasionally, there are some pitfalls. And um, remember that show, Lost in Space? Lost in Space. Well, this is like uh, trapped in college or something. You know, that, and we were talking about this during the break. And you want to kind of take that thread, Sid, you know, this being yeah. trapped in learning?
4: You know, I think the first thing, and, and you know, I was pretty naive when I went on the, got on the spiritual path. I thought everyone had the same motivation on the spiritual path. I just assumed that's the way it was. And what I learned was there's different motivations for people pursuing the spiritual path, Um, some of them good, some of them maybe not so positive. And one of them is the perpetual student. In other words, you know, they want a little excitement in their lives. They want something new all the time. And so they move from teaching to teaching to teaching, and they'll find something there that they like, and pretty soon... You know, they'll get tired of it, or they want to hear about something new. Hey, so-and-so's doing this or that. Then they go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 what that's their life. It's seeking. It's not finding. It's seeking. Mm-hmm. And so when they do find the truth, unfortunately, they may not recognize it as such, mm-hmm. because they have such a momentum of going from place to place to place. Now, that doesn't mean it's wrong to go to different teachings, because I think all of us progress through things. I started with the Edgar Casey teachings, which I found extremely helpful, and that mm-hmm. led me to you know, the uh, Yogananda and then eventually to the Samba Lighthouse. So there's nothing wrong with progression like that, but you have to keep your eyes open. And when you find the truth, <laughs> you know, recognize it and, and work with it and try it. So... um The other part of this is that some people are seeking spiritual knowledge for intellectual means. In other words, they want to be thought wise of men. And, you know, I've given lectures over the years, and there's a certain number of people that will come to those that aren't really seeking what we have to share, but they want to tell us what they know. Right. And so, you know, is that really a positive thing? You know, they want to demonstrate how wise they are by their intellectual knowledge. And, of course, the path of the Ascended Masters, you have to have intellectual knowledge, but it's the path of the heart. It's yeah. not the path of the mind. So, you know, what is the motivation to going? And, and, and because you want help is a very legitimate mm-hmm. motivation. Right. I, need, I don't know what's going on. I need help to figure out my life, figure out what to do for my family. That's, very again, what I said before, what's in it for me? That's perfectly fine to start on the path. But I think we have to be careful to, to, to sort of, you know, gloss over the truth when we find it. And I've had people that I've talked to and been friends with and so forth, that say they want the truth, but when they find the truth, there's a little bit of uncomfortability there for them. You know, what will the folks down at the Baptist church say about me and so <laughs> forth. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a progression, and it's an understanding that the goal is not to be a student the goal is to find the truth and, and start on the true path. And there's a certain, there's a, an accountability once you find that truth yes. too.
2: That's you know that and way you
1: know what you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and then you don't worry about what the Baptists will say, you know, and and that sort of thing. So <laughs> if they don't want to become accountable, then they they just get off that dais and go searching somewhere else.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm reminded, and this is kind of in the true confessions category. I went through a period of my life, particularly in the 70s and the 80s, where I went from one thing to another, looking for something that was meaningful for mm-hmm. me. And I was kind of becoming that student, but I didn't realize it. <clears throat> I was looking at the people who were coming to these groups, and I recognized familiar faces all the time. And I went, oh, gosh, what a bunch of spiritual dilettantes, until I realized, that's me. I had to look at myself and realize, well, I'm here, too. They're, they're here, but, you know, these self self-help and self-growth institutes that were cropping up everywhere – they were making their money on the same 200 people. <laughs> they would just change their tune, and these people would sign up. Yeah, But you're right. I mean, I know what you're saying, that if you continue to seek and you don't recognize that you've found or don't perhaps even at that point want to find, that's an issue. I mean, that's something that we can you know, get That, doesn't, in that
4: doesn't mean you, you hear it once and all of a sudden you're 100% oh. committed for your life. That doesn't mean that at all. It means that you're willing to take the next step. In other words, you know, this path of the Ascended Masters is a very active path. We use the science of the spoken word. You know, the power of our chakras, scientific formulas of prayers. We do the rosaries. We're very active. It's not just an intellectual reading. It's an engagement. The violet flame, which can change your life, transmute karma. I mean, these are very powerful tools. And unless you try them and experiment with them, you can't really understand them. In other words, I, you know, for a long time, I, I couldn't quite figure out, what is this violet flame again? Well, it wasn't until I started invoking it through the power of my throat chakra and the name of God, that I saw change. And when you see change is when you see, hey, there's something here. I'm going to take the next step and the next and the next. You don't have to, you know, accept everything 100% day one. It's a progression, too. But keep open to it. Experiment it. Because God is the one that's got to convince you. It's not us.
3: We don't want to convince you of
4: anything other than to try it. Because God, in your mighty I Am Presence and Holy Christ Self, will lead you if you are sincere and really desire the truth
1: and it doesn't take a vow or a commitment to try it absolutely <laughs> try it <laughs> yeah. we've how many times have we said you know give five minutes of violet flame give 10 minutes give 15 minutes if you can do it for a couple of days maybe a week 10 days see how you feel focus it somewhere that's important in your life you don't have to make this a, a global prayer it can be very much enlightened self-interest but give it
4: a try you, you know when i started experimenting with this because I was so tied to Jesus with my Christian background, you know, I kept saying, Jesus, you know, if this isn't right, I want you to stop me, you know. And, you know, that was my sort of mm-hmm. outlet, so to speak. And, and But I was willing to try it because I also trusted Jesus that if it wasn't right for me, he would, you know, skirt me aside.
1: Now, let's go to that place for a moment. You know, we've talked in the past about trying the spirits to see if they are real. Yeah. Part of the the arc of discernment, of discrimination, is to recognize the truth from the untruth, and we don't always just go into these things with an automatic knowledge of that or an awareness. We have to learn what is true and untrue in many cases. So, you want to talk about that a little bit? What what it means to have the correct discernment?
4: Yeah, you know the, the masters would never uh, are never opposed to you challenging the spirit, so to speak. In other words, mm-hmm. if if you're not of God, uh, if this truth is God, you know, declare yourself. Who who are you? Are you are you for God or for yourself or whatever? In other words, it's fine to challenge you know, whatever these messages are, because that's one of the ways God will show you whether they're true or false. Mm-hmm. And they, you also have to realize that people will try and distract you from the truth. You know, you know oh, I, you know, it's fine that you read that book, but, you know, it's, I, it's, I don't think it feels right for you to do anything more than that. It feels kind of risky to me. Or it's
1: know? a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, they just want your money, and so to speak. You know, it's interesting. We've never asked for a dime in mm. four years on this show. <laughs> no, We never have, because <laughs> Nor we're we trusting ever. the good Lord to move hearts, to support us as is needed, because, you know, we have to pay for this show going on the air. Mm-hmm. But that's not our motivation. Our motivation is to get people to experience the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And once you do that, it's God going to convince you, not us.
1: <clears throat> well, and you, you mentioned something before we started the show today about, um, quote, touching the hem of the teachings or, or the garments of the messengers, unquote, or the masters there is something to be said for the contact in and of itself being the most vital step in this process.
4: Right. Because even picking up and reading a book or listening to this radio show, it's a signal that you're interested in spiritual growth and progress, Mm -hmm. if that's your true motivation. And then the masters, you know, they can build on that. They can give you the next opportunity and so forth. And so it's very important, you know, to keep striving in sincerity and honor and seeking the truth. And um, when you do that, Now, I guarantee you you're going to find the truth, and if you really want the truth, you can begin the most exciting path on this planet, which is the path of your ascension and balancing your karma, becoming more of who you already are within, putting on your Christ consciousness, growing spiritually. There's nothing more exciting or more important on this entire planet. And people sometimes miss the boat simply because they don't bother. <laughs> I, I know that sounds that's you know, true. Some people are taken away by false gurus, but some people just don't make the effort.: Yeah, they, yeah.
2: They, they, they're happy collecting their salt and pepper shakers and, <laughs> and, and they've got a house full of them, you know what I mean? And
4: that's their, that's their goal in life. Somehow it's, or another. If not now, when? You know, yeah. I mean, how long have we been meandering on this planetary body yeah. from thing to thing, teaching to teaching, job to job, war to war, karma to karma, personalities, he said, she said. At a certain <laughs> time, we have to say, enough. I've been here. I've done everything I know in my soul. I want the truth. I want God, I want to become who I really am, and I want to begin on that journey home, taking accountability for my karma, for my mistakes. No, I am not a sinner, that God is within me, and I'm going to take care of that, and I'm going to become all that God intends for me, because that's what my true desire is. And it's a joyful
1: path. You know, sometimes the, the fallen ones, those who are of nefarious intent, will kind of whisper in your ear, Oh, this self mastery is kind of hard. You know, you—that's a lot of Take work. Take it easy. Yeah, just you know, you—you're a good person. That's—that's that's enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> self mastery as a path is really a joyful path because you are not only accountable, you are liberated. You're free. And when you recognize that the path of self mastery is not enslavement, it's freedom. It's freedom. Poor, oh, and it's easy to fall victim to that little voice that says, "You know, that's you've—you've you've done enough."
4: You know, I'll draw an analogy <laughs> here because. I've never been the greatest exercise buff in the world. I think that's a fair statement to say. I'm not proud of it, but it's true. But what happens is, you know, as you get going on exercise, what happens? You start to build a momentum. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling better. I'm doing better, you know, and that feeds on itself. And that's what happens on the spiritual path. You get some <laughs> aha moments and some joyous moments and that victory. When you have a have a victory in your life that could be over the littlest things such as not exercising, <laughs> it brings great joy to you. And it's a, it's it's you know joy is the motor of life and it it's what pushes you on and especially you know we also reach a point where you see the needs of others and the need of the world and say because I understand the power of God the power of light the power of chakras the power of the spoken word I can do something to help people more than just feel sorry for them
1: and you know we're talking about a certain kind of spiritual momentum the hardest part for some maybe for many is that it the initial inertial stage right. of how do you get started. And that's what you do. It's like uh, the Chinese proverb, well begun is half done. You know, that when you take that first step, when you decide, okay, I'm going to give this my focus and my attention, I'm going to become accountable. And then you take that step. Maybe the first step is a stub. Maybe it isn't quite as grand as you thought. But if you stay with it for a while, then you get to a point where suddenly the momentum takes on a life of its own.
4: And I think I want to add here, Tom, if I may. God will meet you wherever you are at. Great point. It I was doesn't do it. matter what you've done, who you are. If you will turn and face God, then God will work with you where you are. And mm-hmm. God's not going to keep, the fallen ones will keep throwing your sins up in front of your face and say, you know, you're really not worthy of this spirit. <laughs> Path. I mean, look, look at the mistakes you've made. I mean, come on. You know, and some of these are big mistakes, you know. But mm-hmm. that's not the point. God is not interested in your mistakes. He's interested in your willingness to take a stand for truth mm-hmm. and turn around and take that first step homeward bound. And, you know, mm-hmm.
2: uh, once you, once you um, kind of decide that you're going to really be a student and you, and you grab a hold of these teachings, you will, first of all, begin to get your own world together and then you can move uh, to the next ring out. Then you can help your family come together, your community come together, your your state, your nation, your world. And it, and it goes in phases. It goes in stages. And it's really precious when you think about it because it starts with getting your own little
4: world together. You know, It gives well, meaning to your life yeah. at, a, at a level you've never experienced before. right?
1: And you're going to draw attention to yourself, too, because when you put on that mantle, when you wear that joy, and you wear that commitment and that accountability, people do notice because in their hearts and in their souls, they want what you've got.
2: That's right.
1: And you might be the inspiration for them to take that step. Mm-hmm. They might not be able to do it by themselves, but they see somebody that they know, perhaps they love them, they trust them, whatever, and suddenly they're going, I can do that too. Yeah. That person is different. That person is different and I want, to be, I want to experience that difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take a break right now. We've got one more segment coming up, so please stay with us as we talk about Being a student of the Ascended Masters. Don't go away.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And welcome back, students. Thanks for staying with us. We are students, too, by the we way. We don't indeed. mean to, we're not above we you in indeed. any sense of the That's word. That's right. Um, a couple of times during the course of the last three segments, we have referenced the challenge of discerning the true teachers from the false teachers. And this is a complicated topic. This is not one where you necessarily have an answer, but we want to present this as kind of a cautionary note. Um, it's easy to be attracted to teachers, to um, spiritual paths and disciplines that kind of respond to what you think it should be, but it's not necessarily what it actually is. And uh, oftentimes we learn after the fact that a teacher we have spent some time with or given energy to was not entirely 100% accurate. Now, some have good intentions. We mentioned that before. They may not even know that they're teaching something that is not quite the truth or the whole truth, but there are some who are very willful in their desire to lead you astray. So how do we do this? How do we how do we acquire the discernment? Is there a prayer? Is there a, an approach? Is there something we can do
4: well, to make I, it easier? I think Tom, if before I answer that question, I'd like to make another comment, and that's about the desire for phenomena. In other words, it's much easier to go to someone else for the answers than to seek within. In other words, mm-hmm. and this is why people are enthralled by the psychic, and there are a lot of people that are psychic on this planetary body, and um, some of them have good intentions, but that doesn't mean they're bringing forth the truth. And so you get very dependent on a psychic. Well, what should I do next? Or what's going on here? Or they'll tell you a past life or something that really interests you. And so you get really caught up in this. And the Ascended Masters teach that when someone is on the true spiritual path, if they're psychic, they have to ask to be healed of that ability because it limits them in their true spiritual growth. I had a friend Uh, years ago that was very much a spiritual seeker but he was so dependent on this woman who had psychic ability that he just couldn't get cut free and i'm not sure he wanted to be cut free yeah and that's the key so getting back to the whole discernment thing is you have always ask god god is this a person or a teaching you want me to follow and perhaps you got something out of it but are ready to move on now and and you know see how you feel And and don't think in terms of, well, if I left this person, they'd be disappointed or sad or so forth. I mean, you have to pursue your truth and your path, whatever it is. So, again, there's no set answer for this, but I think prayer is very key. Whether it's Jesus or Buddha, whoever you feel closest to, please show me. Is this where I should stay or should I move on or whatever? And cut me free from any false teaching. I mean, that's a prayer every one of us can make. We all have, you know, different degrees of false beliefs um, that we've never really thought about. You know, may Almighty God, beloved Jesus, ascended Master, has cut me free from all false beliefs and teachings that prevent my next step on the path.
2: And you know, I was I was just thinking uh, just before we came back on here, um, we just did the show about archangels and their archaei complements, and I'm thinking uh, the teachings are an illumination. That's a it's a it's a mental thing, and so. A, a quick call to beloved Archangel uh, um, Jophiel any, and Christine. Any of them. Any well, Jophiel and Christine in yellow. particular flame. is a yellow flame, yellow, and you can just yeah. make the call. Mm-hmm. Beloved Archangel Jophiel and Christine, show me if this is the wrong thing.
4: Yeah, and, and I want to make reference to something Mrs. Prophet said in her lecture about the the, uh, the Dweller on the Threshold, and if that's not something, a, a term you're familiar with, it refers to our human consciousness, if you will. That which is not real, but we've created through a certain momentum in many of our lifetimes. It's the Sorcerer's Apprentice, if you mm-hmm. will. And we all have one, begin with. And so understanding that that can be a deterrent to the path, we need the sponsorship of the Archangels, the Ascended mm-hmm. Masters, to, to give us the strength to overcome these human momentums. I've got this habit I just can't seem to break. Well, yeah, we can't do it at a human level, but at a spiritual level... Whatever patterns, whether it be anger or criticism or anything in our world, that can cut us free from that. So that's another thing to be aware on the path. And then the third thing I wanted to mention here is that when you start on a spiritual path, you're going to attract attention to yourself and not all the attention is good. You know, we'll go back to the screw tape letters. Remember that yeah, great sure. story where the little yeah, demons sure. get on the shoulders of the light bears? Oh, you don't really want to do that, do you? Yeah. And so they'll be, you know, they, they'll project in your mind doubts and fears and so forth. You have to be aware of that because they they can be very powerful to the untrained mind. And when I was first on the spiritual path, i told this story, but I think it's a good one to illustrate it. I was very subject to these things. And i get down on myself. I'm unworthy. And guys, I'd hear these things. You're not really worthy. And once I was, remember... Going around my house doing things, and I heard this this kind of this projection on me said, "You're the worst person in the world." <laughs> <More>. <laughs> and they overplayed their hand. You I, know what so I, did. Did. I knew I wasn't that great, but I didn't think I was the worst person in the world. So <laughs> just be aware that that goes on because when you take that first spiritual step and declare, "I am on the path home," there's going to be forces that don't want you to be victorious.
1: Indeed, you know. And one other thing I think too is that people who are on paths that they may discover are not exactly as pure as they thought they were. You're not to be condemned for that either. As I can speak personally, I went through probably five or six phases where I was in these false teachings and I was just totally enamored of them and I was actively involved. And later I came to learn that, oh my gosh, there's more to that teaching than I realized. And I was enlightened, thank God. But it was not It was an immediate thing. So, I don't have to condemn myself for false choices or missteps because that was all part of my path.
4: There's no condemnation in God. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, and you Jesus have to be, remember Jesus with the the adulteress, you know. I don't condemn you. Yeah. Just go and sin no more. Well that's yeah. a pretty good uh, and, and
1: nice that's opportunity. A, and that's a great point because what you were saying before is probably more prevalent in the West, their whole worthless sinner mindset. You know that comes through some of yeah. the, the, the Christian uh, orthodoxy. If we can recognize the fact that we have this inner goodness, that we're only flailing away at our human self, we'll 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 transcend that human self. We'll transcend the dweller. We'll we'll make the progress that we want to make and become. And I I, I don't say this loosely, but enlightened.
4: Yeah, and we're not to pretending it's not there. I'm not pretending I don't have a human consciousness that has been the spoiler for <laughs> in my life in this and other lifetimes. And I've got to, with God's help, I'm going to overcome it. So I don't pretend it's not there. I don't pretend I have made mistakes. I have, but I don't, I don't condemn myself. And I say, God, help me to balance the karma, the mistakes I made, whether I need to do it physically by helping or doing things or, or experiencing something in my body or through the violet flame or whatever that's what that's what this is all about mm-hmm. you know getting rid of the debris that's held us back you know let's clear the air clear our force field so that we can see the truth see the light experience the light in a way we haven't done for maybe tens or thousands of years because we have all this effluvia around us and this projection, this condemnation. Enough is enough, you know? (laughs) I take accountability for my mistakes, but God has given me a way to rectify those, to balance them through the violet flame. He has given me a path to walk. And sure, I'll have my bumps and I'll fall down a few times, but by God's grace, I'm going to get up every time. And I'm going to keep on going because I know the goal and I know how to get there. Hmm. Indeed, indeed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can remember when when I first found these teachings that I I saw them as a, a uh, remember those a thousand piece uh, puzzles you know oh, and sure <laughs> and you put them on a card table and they'd be there for months you, you know until you figured it out but there were all these pieces missing here and there and I I remember that I, I would I would I would learn something and I would go there's that piece that fits right there and then the next week I'd learn something else and well there's that piece. The aha moment. I
3: know. And you
4: know, become a keeper of flame, you study the teachings and all of a sudden some truth which, you know, when you see it is obvious but you never saw it before. Yeah. (laughs) And so when you brought To your attention, I know that, I just wasn't aware of it. That was
1: exactly how I described my epiphany when all these these crazy pieces of my life, my spiritual quest, suddenly came into focus when I embraced these teachings. It was like, oh, it's a (laughs) quilt. It works. It it all fits. Before, it was just this scattered bunch of unrelated things, apparently. But then suddenly, they all made sense. oh, my gosh, that was my path. That is my path. So it was pretty cool. Hey, I want to uh, change the uh, subject here for just a second and let everybody out there know as we approach in this country, in, in the U.S., and elsewhere in the world too, but in the U.S. in particular, we've got coming up some midterm elections, very, very important time. And if you want to help make a difference, you can. We have a rosary novena that you can sign up for. And I'll give you the, quote, I'll give you the link in just a second. But basically what this is, is you, you decide you're going to give a rosary a day or half a rosary a day, or five minutes of the rosary, it doesn't matter, but you commit to a certain amount of prayer work, and you're going to be joining hundreds, if not thousands, of people around the world doing the same thing you're doing. So if you want to become an active part of this particular community, here's where you want to go. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash T-S-L dot org slash rosary novena. To make it short, because I'm pretty sure you can get there this way, just go tsl.org slash rosary novena. You can sign up. There's a link there for uh, if you want to do the rosary with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, Mother Mary's rosary, or any of the various rosaries we do. There are uh, audio tracks there. You can just do do it along with with the, um, the tape or the CD. And you can also download all the words to the uh, the rosary if, if you want. How to set it up? How to do it? Yeah. And what we're asking
4: for God's will. We're not taking sides or positions. We're just saying, God, we pray for your intercession that God's will is done.
1: Exactly right. That's what we're doing. So on that note, another hour has just flown by. It has. Thank you, all of you, students. And we don't mean that facetiously. We're, we're very sincere in our appellation of that word. You are students. God bless you. We are students. God bless us. Yes. <laughs> And if you have anything you want to tell us, suggest to us, remind us of, how do you do that, Terry?
2: You do that, you go to webradio at tsl.org, webradio at
1: tsl.org, and we love you out there. (laughs) We do indeed. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless you, everyone.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.